0: This is MMA Torch editor Jamie Pennick, and this is the Torch Daily News Brief for Friday, March 19th, 2010. Um, only got a couple of major news things hitting uh, around today with uh, Strike Force officially announcing their May 15th event in St. Louis. Alistair Overeem and Brett Rogers will be headlining that card uh, per the Strike Force release today. That will be Strike Force St. Louis Heavy Artillery. Um that event comes from the Scott Trade Center in St. Louis, where they ran back in June um, of 2009. Um, the other fight outside of uh, Rogers overeem that has been announced is the Andre Arlovsky-Antonio uh, Bigfoot Silva uh, fight as well. Um, that'll be Arlovsky's return to MMA for the first time since losing to Brett Rogers at that last St. Louis card in June of last year. Now, the Rogers overeem fight, uh, despite... Maro Ronaldo reporting last month that, uh, <clears throat> it would be for, uh, Alistair's Strike Force heavyweight title. Um, that is now, uh, still up in the air. Apparently from other reports that have been out stating that, uh, a decision is yet to be made one way or another on that. So it could have been, it, it, it's gone both ways with that, whether it's going to be a, uh, title fight or not. But Strike Force needs to make this a title fight. The heavyweight title means very little as it is. There's no need to diminish it even further. And uh, um, if, if they go into a non-title bout, they need to rely on Overeem winning that fight, which is not a given. Uh, Brett Rogers is more than capable of winning this fight. And uh, if he should get past Alistair Overeem, then Strikeforce is in a position where their heavyweight champion, quote-unquote, um has lost to a guy that Fedor already beat, so I mean, at, at that point, they should just not even recognize him as champion if Brett Rogers wins this fight anyway. So uh, they should have the distinction of having this be a title fight, despite the fact that Rogers was defeated in his last fight. Uh, the, the thin heavyweight ranks for Strike Force kind of necessitate this being for their title. Um, if it's a non-title bout, I think it's a bad move on their part. The uh, other major news of the day, uh, Bellator has announced the, um, the the four fights, the four opening round fights for the lightweight tournament. Uh, they had said on Monday when Roger Huerta signed with the organization that uh, bouts would be coming out later in the week. And uh, the, the four first round matchups have been set. Toby Amada um, revealed that he would be facing... Uh, Farid Kader um, to MMA Junkie on Thursday, and so that fight was out of the way. Uh, Jan Tularinta will take on Kerry Vanier, um, Pat Curran will take on Mike Ricci, and finally Roger Huerta will meet the undefeated 6-0 and Chad Hinton um, in his organizational de- debut that is the lightweight matchups for the season 2 tournament with those eight fighters um you know it, it's it's good that, that Rogers going up against a guy that hasn't lost a fight yet because it it gives um uh, Hinton uh, a chance to continue to make his name in the sport with a gigantic victory and it uh, uh gives Rogers someone that has not been beaten before um and and, and puts the onus on him to give him that first loss uh, to to move on in the tournament. The Huerta-Hinton bout, along with uh, the Tulareta-Vanier bout, both take place on Bellator's uh, opening event on April 8th from the Seminole Hard Rock Casino and Hotel in Hollywood, Florida. Uh, The amata cater fight takes place on Bellator 15 in Connecticut on April 22nd. The Pat Kerr and Mike Ricci fight takes place on Bellator 14 in Chicago on April 15th. So, um, those are the opening round matches will take place on the first three shows. Uh, over the ne- nine weeks following that, the semifinals and finals will take place. So, um, that's the first round matchups, they're all going to be very competitive. Should all provide some exciting action. Um, Bjorn Rubney in the release today said, As an MMA fan, I can't wait to see these fights. There's been great buzz about our 155-pound division, and it's definitely warranted. It's a very well-rounded field, and each of these fighters is very dangerous. It's very true. Um, the winner is going to get uh, $100,000. Um, it, it goes to, I, I, I believe, it's last season it was twenty five fifty dollars and 100000 uh, It's lowered here to add up to $100,000 for um, winning all three fights. And then... Uh, they will get a shot at Eddie Alvarez during the third season um, of the organization's uh, existence. That starts in August. So, um, moving on to some in-house notes, we've got uh, some great columns up from from some of our guys today. Bjorn Hansen is our spotlight article right now. He's taking a look at uh, the kind of identity crisis uh, that Miguel Torres is is going through right now. It's kind of an entertaining. Anecdotal look on um, Bjorn, you know, uh, getting his younger brother into MMA and WEC, and you know, trying to trying to say, uh, watch Miguel Torres. This is uh, he's going to go through um, all the guys in the division. He takes a look back at the guys that Miguel has defeated, as well as. the way he's, he's fought in his last two fights, and where he, he's not sure who he wants to be right now, and it's, uh, actually a very good look at, at where Miguel is right now, because, um, you know, he, he came out fast and furious against Brian Bowles, and found himself on the wrong end of a knockout, and then, uh, he, he just never really got anything going against Joseph Benavidez, and, uh, Wound up getting his uh, skull revealed by an elbow uh, from Joseph Benavidez before getting choked out. So um, it's 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 very strange to see who uh, a fighter that was once regarded as you know one of the top pound for pound fighters in the world and was on a 17 fight win streak. See him lose two straight is very very odd. So uh, it's a good look at that. Definitely check that out and uh, leave him some comments in the comments section, uh, whether you agree or disagree with his take. Also, Jason Amati took a look at uh, the the tough task that, that UFC matchmakers have ahead of them with James Tony because um, it's it's really going to determine how they see uh, Tony as a fighter. And one of the reasons why Dana White um, ha- has stated that he didn't know what they're going to do with him yet, but they have signed him. So uh, the the fact is, James Tony has got a, a lot of dangers coming into MMA. Uh, and if they put him with someone who is uh, just a legit striker and that 's about all they 've got um, you know it means that they they want to allow him a chance to win uh, they, they can put him against a striker that 's more of a kickboxer and he 'll have to deal with kicks for the first time or if he gets put against a, a high level grappler you know he 's going to have to contend with that for the first time so um, Jason takes a a big look at um, all, uh, just the different comments that have been made and, and, and different uh, evidence that, you know, Tony's going to have has some real trouble because uh, I, I think one of the biggest examples that, that he pulls out is the Nate marquardt Sunnan fight where Marquardt went through a stretch in his career where he submitted 10 of 11 people, but a uh, high-level wrestler and Shell Sonnen was able to take him down and keep him there. And do what he needed to do on the ground to completely nullify what Marquardt was able to do. So, Tony coming in, if he's put against a high-level grappler, is it's it's going to be um it, it's it's going to be very very difficult uh for um Tony to to have success against a fighter like that. So, um the other major um well not major the other um, in-house editorial this week, or today, came from myself looking at Jake Shields when his bout with uh, Dan Henderson is over. Um, he is going to be a free agent when that fight is up. He set it up so that he did not have to take another fight after this Dan Henderson fight with Strike Strikeforce. Uh, he is not necessarily going to leave Strike Force, but he left the door open for himself to negotiate with other organizations to um, see what type of money he can get out there. And we're lose against Dan Henderson. The UFC is where Jake Shields needs to be. Um, you know, he, he's fighting right now in the middleweight division in Strikeforce because he didn't have the competition at welterweight that he wanted to face. Um, the only fighter that is is a top, top-level weight that uh, Strikeforce has right now is Nick Diaz, and him and Jake Shields are not going to fight each other. So, um Jake is to the point now where he he needs to to get some big fights in his career, and he wants to fight the best fights. He wants to take the big fights. And if that's what he's saying, he needs to be in the UFC and in the UFC's welterweight division because he's got fights lined up with uh, Josh Koschek, with uh, Tiago Alves, with Ben Fitch, with uh, Mike Swick, with Matt Serra, with... uh, Matt Hughes, all the way up, and he can work himself to a fight with GSP. Um, all of those are better options than sticking around with Strikeforce with, um, you know, the, they don't have the challengers for him in either the middleweight division or the welterweight division. And, you know, there, there's something to be said that, you know, he could be losing a little bit of negotiating power by uh, um, going into this last fight without another fight on the contract because... If he loses to to Dan Henderson, he might cost himself some money, but at the same time, you have to look at it as it's Dan Henderson, who was one of the number one contenders for Anderson Silva's middleweight title before coming over to Strikeforce. Um, He's completely expected to win this fight. He's a much bigger fighter than Jake Shields. Jake Shields is a natural welterweight. Dan Henderson, you know, he's a former light heavyweight champ. Um, So... This is a, a fight that Jake isn't expected to win, and even if he loses, it's not going to hurt his bargaining power with the UFC for their welterweight division because uh, he's a guy that can come in there and, and command some, some decent money just in and of himself, and he'll get the, the best challenge in the UFC. Um, now, of course, if he beats Dan Henderson, the is going to be coming, they're going to be breaking down his door to sign him as... If they can pull away one of Strikeforce's current champions, that does a lot, um, especially a guy that would have uh, beaten Dan Henderson in the main event of a CBS show. Uh, that that I mean, that's a major blow to Strikeforce if uh, the UFC can can pull him away after uh, what would be the biggest win of his career. So um, that's something to look at, depending on how the fight goes down. But lose. Uh, you know, Jake Shields should be in the UFC. Uh, other stuff on the site today, we had a couple of quotables and a roundtable looking at the Brandon Vera, uh, john Jones fight and predictions on that. We'll have more predictions from uh, columnists and contributors throughout the weekend on that fight, on uh, the two heavyweight fights on the card as well. But uh, Alvin Carter... Um, in his all business article today, and an interview with the Fight Chicks CEO, Elizabeth Neusser. So, uh, that's definitely worth a read. So, go ahead and check that out. And then uh, come back on Sunday for our live cast, uh, our uh, two hour live internet radio show on blogtalkradio.com. Um, uh, myself and Matt Pelkey host the show, and um, we'll be previewing um, the UFCN versus card for Sunday night, as well taking a look at next week's UFC 111 card, and uh, um, much more running down the news of this week, um, including the, the the Bellator signings and everything else that's gone on this week, so uh, definitely come and uh, tune in and call in, uh, as you can join in on our conversation there, and um, get your voice heard on our uh, livecast, which can also be found at iTunes um, and on blogtalkradio.com. All of our past shows are on there. We've done it two weeks in a row now, and uh, this week is our third show. So um, tune in on Sunday. Thanks for checking out tonight. For, this is Jamie Pennock signing off.